Yeah. This movie. Men in Black, the one we saw. It's the so, one we saw earlier. It's so good. It's so good. It's, it's so, so fucking, fucking good. funny. It's so fucking good. It's so fucking funny. It's yeah. so good. It's a good movie. It's, it's so good. Such a solid blockbuster. Yes. Like if you're going to take blockbusters to it's like a, use it. It should like be a, a benchmark blockbuster. Exactly. It, like, this it is, is one of them. Because this Jurassic Park. Yeah, Jurassic Park was one. three years before. Like Jurassic yeah. Park is nowhere near as funny four, as this. Four is. years before. Four years before. Ninety three to ninety four, oh, five, six, okay. seven. Yeah. Okay. But um, if you're gonna make a big old popcorn movie, oh exactly. God. But this like, one. I'm trying to think of this before hits, now. Like what hits? Well, so, here's, this here's hits the, here's so the many benchmarks. things. It hits sci-fi. Right. It hits comedy. Right. That's the big it hits thing. Blockbuster. That's, that's the big like, thing because blockbuster had the history is Jaws. And then before Jaws, what, Godfather? But it's kind of different Hollywood history where it's like, yeah, blockbuster movies then were like these incredible epic dramas that would be and in theaters And now it's a blockbuster now because it's a it was summer. the only movie that came. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah. hey, guys, Godfather's out now. And then you get Jaws and then you get Star Wars. You all these movies, you know, Raiders. All these movies changed the game. Close Encounters, E.T., a lot of Spielberg in there. Um, but yeah, you get to the 90s and I feel like Jurassic Park is there. Pulp Fiction yeah. in a big way. And the, at the end of the 90s, The Matrix but right there in this 1997, like this movie, my favorite movie of 1997, take that Titanic, is so Titanic, good. Titanic, you have to fucking take that. Yeah, Titanic, you have to. fucking take, take, take it. Take the L, James. Honestly, take it. You're gonna, we're gonna come, <laughs> we're gonna come across you later on down this list. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you right now, like, Jamothy. I, I would swap you, Jamothy. Jamothy. Yeah, Cameron, I would fucking put Men in Black right yeah. wherever the fuck yeah. you are on this list. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. James Cameron, your only good movie is Terminator Two. Terminator Two, Judgment yes. Day. That's it. Uh, that's I'll it. give no. you. I'll give you Terminator. I'll give yeah. you the first one, The Abyss. What the yeah. fuck, man? That's so long. <laughs> it's such a long movie. His look. We're we're we. I don't know why we pivoted to rag on James Cameron. James Cameron is a fantastic director. His movies are he mostly is. good. He has a couple of movies that are exceptional, but his movies are mostly very good. They're good. They have there's a reason makes they're me the angry, highest. And I don't sure. know why. I it's a good he's, movie. He's got he's able to like hit these visual yeah. cues. Like his vis- his vision of an idea is so impeccable. Yes. Like a yes. Oh, yeah. Alita is so masterly crafted. Alita yeah. Belita Angel? Yeah. No joke, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we just love Men in Black more. I feel like I yeah. just feel like. Oh, like yeah. I, well, you know what? Men Actually, in Black is so much more is so much smarter than and Alita. Let me is. And let me tell you why. Uh, to to turn this jokey bit where we're ragging on James Cameron into a real thing where we can talk about film criticism for a second. Because fucking Terminator Two Jam- is air fucking tight. Airtight. I'm gonna say but it right now. Terminator Two has some great humor and some great specifics in there. But I think that one thing you can say about James Cameron you can, and you can't take away from him is his movies are so universally appealing. Mm-hmm. His movies are so good at being simple or straightforward or understandable that you can translate them into any language and his movies have made the most money in the world around the planet Earth. Like, that's incredible. So, Men in Black, on the flip side, I think has a lot of specifics that if you are an American... If you are a New Yorker, if you understand even some of the the very the really small like little moments where like you see Jay Will Smith's character being a young black male interacting with systems of power, you know you like even the dynamics, Definitely. the racial dynamics of the United States. Like yeah, those I lived specifics. in fucking Texas, mm-hmm. in Walnut Same. Springs, Texas, seven hundred and fifty <laughs> people in the whole town, and so, so like you I didn't know anything every... about the world. Yeah. <laughs> And as until a little child, seeing men, until Men in Black, 
and then you learned about the world. But seriously, like I didn't know anything about New York. I didn't know mm-hmm. anything about power dynamics or anything. Mm-hmm. And like, well, what I'm saying is that stuff does not. It's not required for you to enjoy the film. This movie still has universal appeal, but but it brings something all, to it now. We're all in our late twenties. We got to stop 30s. talking about the movie and talk about the, what this podcast is. <sighs> Let's do it. We have to introduce hey, everybody. the podcast. I'm so excited because I have so much to talk about. You are. We are. Welcome to welcome to the 500 Greatest Films podcast. My name is Hector Navarro. Sitting across from me is the agent D- J to my agent K. Oh my God! Why agent does that make sense? Keller Knobloch. It makes sense. You're my, J to my I'm K. I'm a K. No, my name starts with a K. Yeah, but and and my name starts with an H. But, but I'm Agent K, and you're Agent J. That doesn't make sense. Because you're because I call how many times I call you Slick. Were you you were an agent before me? Yeah. Okay. Say and hi, you brought me say into hi, it. Killer. Yeah. I can uh yeah. <laughs> like I uh ran down a so and so on foot and yep. that's got to count for yep. something a so and so that's right a cephalopod, right. A cephalopod. i ran down I a cephalopod remember. yeah no i think that's a, a cephalopod is that's what an actual thing it's like, like a squid <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they but say I think oh, a cephalophoid. a cephaloporian yeah whatever yeah, it was whatever. an Ar- archillion that's why i'm really our guest tonight is a returning guest yes. part now of the two timers club uh, he, he came and he watched a movie that was bad. Dead Man Shoes. You know what? Yeah. Not great. And it was Sorry. so nice of Not him great. to do. <laughs> so nice. Rough. And we let him choose this one. Yes. So tonight it's a pick your own adventure. And he is a fantastic P-Y-O-A. filmmaker, a brilliant movie fan. Uh, and uh, I love chatting about movies. And just like an old friend. Just like an old friend. You'll know him from the <laughs> internet and, and from Geek and Sundry and from all over uh, different places and stuff. Um, but uh, our guest tonight is Mr. Dustin Butler. Thank you. Thank you for Thank coming you. back, man. Thanks for Thank having you. me. Yeah. I love this movie so much. Oh. It's so, so good. Thanks again for, for sitting, or sitting through Dead Man Shoes. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Oh, it's great. Actually, I still think you learn the most from the movies that are kind of miserable to get through. <laughs> What did you, what, you have what anything, you has anything dead, ruminated yeah. since? What did you learn from Dead Man Shoes? As I was saying, I was like, they're going to ask me. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, so he's got nothing. All right. Yeah. Uh, Dustin's yeah. full of shit. So Dustin's <laughs> on it right now. Dustin's sure. been a guest before. He knows the procedure. We have two uh, traditions. Keller, let's get Do you through. have your second pick ready? Ooh. Oh, Ooh. I forgot about the second pick. So by the end of the I'm episode. I'm so surprised that you forgot about the second we'll pick. Ask I you, thought you were going to have it locked and loaded. Here's the good news. To, as a refresher, and for anybody listening, if this is the first episode you're listening to, the two traditions. Keller's going to tell us what movie we're talking about tonight, reading the blurb out of the magazine, Empire Magazine from 2008. Dustin, our guest, by the end of the episode, is going to choose an entirely new film, or I should say any film, because it can also include the one we watched tonight. As a pick that Dustin believes, oh, this is a huge write-up too. Deserves to exist on a list of the 500 greatest movies ever made, and it can be any movie. It doesn't have to be one from before 2008. Doesn't have to be one from after 2008. It can be any movie under the sun ever made. So, last year, do you remember what you picked last year? Tree of Life. Tree of Life. I Good love pick. that Good movie. Pick. Solid pick. Ooh, I'm excited to watch that on that sound mm. system now. Mm. We because just got a new sound system. like a disclaimer are. at the beginning. It's like turn this up as loud as you can. <laughs> If Use like, headphones if, if you have to. If you're like they, dinosaurs and religion, turn this up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just released a new cut of that movie. I haven't seen it yet. What? It's exclusive oh, to yeah. Blu-ray. Isn't you it know, like another hour long or something? We yes. just had our first our first Terrence Malick on the list not too long ago. We watched Days of Heaven. Mm. And it was great. Mm-hmm. And I had I and don't think I ever seen that fire scene is beautiful. Bonkers. Beautiful. But it just burned a field. Yeah. Tree of Life was a is a great pick. 
and you're going to have another one by the end of the episode. But for right now, we're going to talk about the movie we're here to talk about tonight, and we have a lot to talk about. So, Keller, hit us with that stuffy British guy voice. What movie are we talking about tonight? <laughs> and you, obviously, as always, this is, this is cool. This is a big two-page, two-pager, or I should say one-page write-up and one beautiful picture of Will Smith. Like Will Smith's looking good. Looking really good in 08. Looks still the same, Gemini Man. Uh, you go ahead and pick... Uh, where what to read? Is there not a There's blurby? There's a tiny one right here you that can, I'm going to read. That you can, uh, and w- uh, maybe some extra. Maybe whatever yes, you maybe want. Some extra. Whatever you want. Maybe Keller, what extra. movie are we talking about tonight? Four hundred and nine <laughs> men in black. Nineteen hundred and ninety-seven director Barry Sonnenfeld. A comedy hit that slyly spoofs that X Files mix of government conspiracy, secret agents. And ETs on Earth means extraterrestrials. <laughs> it, yeah, it like, does do that. ET doesn't come up for a while on yeah, this list. So we should clarify. So, Thank you. Yes. Thank you for the clarification, old stuffy British white uh, guy. Men in Black was the first time that the camera and audience knew Will Smith was a star, mm. argues Owen Williams. Owen Williams. But also, did we determine that Independence Day came out before this? It did. I'm going to get out of the accent because I'm done with the blurb. I've got to talk about this movie. (laughs) Here's what we determined. And this is interesting in case you don't know it. 1996, Independence Day. 1997, Men in Black. I think 98 was well 95 was Bad Boys. 95 was Bad Boys. And early 90s up to this point was also uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Biggest TV star in the world, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Will Smith. So... Here's another fun fact about Will Smith and him doing Independence Day followed by Men in Black. He said that he has gone on record saying him and his uh, representation, his manager, his agent or whatever, when he was making the transition from TV to movies, specifically studied the top 10 highest grossing movies of all time. And they discovered their science fiction. They have aliens in them. They uh, are sometimes have comedic elements. They're action movies. So like they chose Independence Day like systematically because they they were banking on biggest oh, possible success and that's also the reason that i think that he did men in black because this they they, so they like better than independence day i agree it totally is this I movie love independence day. i'm gonna go and say this movie is two times better than independence yeah, day i will say minimum that. maybe Min- three minimum. you know what yeah. four times better than independence yeah. day yeah independence day goes on for quite a long time yes yeah and oh, towards the end of the movie and it makes me feel yeah Towards, like my tor- brain's hurting. Right. And this is and this is and the like opposite. The, and like that it's movie. melting yeah, yeah. kind towards, of way. Towards the end of Men in Black, Dustin was like, I'm glad. I'm so happy this is not a two-hour movie. Yeah. And we're all like, yeah. Isn't yeah. Independence yeah. Day like two and a half? I think so. Yes. It might even be just a solid two and it <laughs> no, feels like two I, and a half. I, I don't remember, but I want to say that every time I watch it, I'm just like, yeah, it's a two-hour movie, but... It's longer. It feels like it takes yeah. the entirety of Independence Day. How great moments! How, how do we feel about that blurb? I would also say that Independence Day. He was more of an ensemble, and this really was the. He is with Tommy Lee Jones. I guess he well, was this also is a with, real ensemble too. You got Tony yeah. Shalhoub coming in. Okay, into it. We, those are you supporting got, players. Uh, Vinny Genoff. True, but like, yeah. there's constantly amazing yeah. supporting players yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Okay, there so are. yeah, I think it's like your quintessential buddy cop. I think that's yep. one reason why it kind of worked beyond genre. And I remember reading somewhere, it may have been in that magazine, that Will Smith as a movie star knew when to, to take the backseat and let Tommy Lee Jones be Tommy Lee Jones. He's not somebody who's hogging the screen time. He's not yep. somebody that's doing his shtick and kind of steamrolling everybody else. Will Smith knows, like the perfect example is Tommy Lee Jones interacting with Tony Shalhoub. And then at the end of that scene, Tommy's done, walking to the door. And then Will Smith goes... 
And I'm yeah, gonna come yeah, back I'm and check back. on those Rolexes. These stolen Rolexes too. Yeah. Like I'm gonna check on that. And you're like, that's so funny, but it's not a one upping each other, you know, walking over each yeah. other's lines. He knows when to do his thing and he knows when to let Tommy. And then they do make sure thing. that each of them have their own moments alone. Absolutely. So they understand their characters so well. Yeah, they we're, do. We're kicking it off with overall thoughts. We've all seen this movie before. We all thoroughly enjoy it. Dustin, starting with you. This is like a childhood staple. Overall, mm-hmm. oh yeah, overall thoughts. And it gets like better with age. Like I, there was a That's, time where I was not allowed to watch this movie. What? That's one of those. Too sexy? Mm-hmm. Too fucking sexy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Too much sex with aliens. Mm-hmm. The, too, the big giving birth. It's yeah. too sexy. Yeah. We all know that scene. Mm-hmm. We all know it. We all love it. Yeah, we all hold it's, it dear. It's hinting at the fact that like that alien has a vagina or something to or give something. birth to the baby, and then the tentacles come Too out. Much. My mom's like, "Close your eyes! Close, close your eyes!" <laughs> we don't know what that's <laughs> from. <laughs> so, Dustin, overall thoughts, and specifically, was there anything new that you picked up watching the movie tonight for the umpteenth time? Because you saw it. You saw it last saw it weekend. Last weekend, you yeah, jerk. You watched it last weekend. Why? What do you mean, you yeah. jerk? He's, that's what he did <laughs> last so time too. You watched Dead Man's yeah. Shoes before you came over what? and watched Dead Man's Shoes. He watched Dead Man's Shoes twice in one day Bro. for us. Bro. I don't know. No one should do I, that. I had Nobody it. should watch. Guys, don't watch Dead Man's Shoes once. Yeah. <laughs> I had a professor who said you've never seen the movie until you've seen it ten times. Let me talk fuck. to this guy because what the fuck does he do? Wow. Does he ever grade papers? <laughs> what does he like? How does he? Hey. Hey, what are your Oscar he's, picks, Professor? He's, he's flipping oh, wait. channels. He's flipping channels, and he catches a piece of a movie he's never seen. He's like, "Shit!" And he has to sit there <laughs> and watch it ten times. Oh my god! Imagine like, I don't have anything to say on the Storks movie because yeah. I've only, I've seen, only seen, it seen it seven, seven times. times. <laughs> his his take you know his I... take was that each time you see it, you see something different. No fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, no prof. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, I'm glad clean um, this up. <laughs> I agree, but also it it, de- it depends on the movie. For real, I'm gonna take this bit as like I'm gonna take it at face value. I think it depends on the movie. I've seen movies once, and I've been like, I'm good. Do you For know sure. what I mean? No, I think it definitely applies to the, the ones you love. Yes, and you've for you sure love. seen this movie more than ten times, right? Probably. Wow. Yeah. I've seen this movie more than ten times. I, I had to have. Like yeah. this movie was on TV constantly, and yeah. I was like, oh. Fuck, Men in Black was on it yep. every single time. <laughs> and you're a kid, and you sit down, and you're like, "This is what I'm doing." Yeah, this exactly. Is it for solid two hours, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. man, it's so good. Yeah. So, wh- what are your overall thoughts now, and anything new from tonight? Uh, I'm surprised how well it holds up. I'm also surprised, um, having been like a kid at that time, how smart it was, and how it, how much it kind of pushed the envelope for what was acceptable for like a. PG-13 movie in mm-hmm. 1997 mm-hmm. and how self-aware it was and it cl- like rode that line so well it never felt like it was pushing it too much um, all the bits were like in and out as quick as possible yeah um, I love Will Smith and Tommy Jones characters J&K yeah they're they're incredible. just delightful to yeah. see them work together mm-hmm. uh, and it pays off at the very end because you're just like, wait, no, there's supposed to be a sequel, and it's J and K. Yeah, and there is, and, and you've never is. seen it. No, nope. I haven't seen it. <laughs> you don't sequels. need to. <laughs> no, you don't but, have to. Uh, just a quick sidebar: the sequels are bad. Not great. I haven't seen Men in Black International I yet. Definitely had to close my eyes in that second one. <laughs> <laughs> Laura Flynn Boyle, too sexy. Uh, Rosario Dawson's in the second one as well. But here's the problem: they bring back K for the sequels, yeah. and 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 as great as their chemistry is. Outside of a flashback, I'm sorry, you are undoing what the first movie does. 
you know, sure. like you're straight up contradicting the story and the payoff. How it ends what them both getting in the car ending. together, it's, his cool suit. Yeah, it's it, such an yeah. honest movie. And so whenever you do the sequel and you're like, "K's back," you're like, "Well, it's dishonest." Okay, well, that's dishonest. There's nothing else to don't like, undo. It's, it's contrived. Everything. It's contrived to find a way to bring him back, exactly. and it is, and it feels that way, and it's you know. Yeah. And I want to get into that, but yeah. So the thing that I noticed watching it again was how tight this script is. Mm-hmm. It is so tight. It and is, and it's so like I. You watch so many things that like reference pop culture now, yeah. mm-hmm. so poorly. Mm-hmm. And this yes. movie, like, just pop up the screen of celebrities who are aliens, yep. and that's hilarious. Yep. Uh, you know, Elvis is dead. And and like, like, no, he's not dead. He just went home. Like yeah. those kinds of references. Yeah. But then I watched like the first ten minutes of Mortal Engines, and there's like a minions joke. What? Yeah, yes. they're like these I ancient gods. They almost fell over, and they're just like statues it of minions. So goofy. Are you serious? It was yeah. so so weird Bobby how Jackson, much it took what me. What are you doing? I don't know if he even directed that. What? No, it was such a. Yeah, that was definitely a weird beat. Yeah. It's just like. This well, movie like incorporates so many like weird I pop culture another references. Thing that I love about this movie is it asks not too much of the audience, but just enough. Mm-hmm. Well, also like the they, National Choir thing, so it's fucking great. smart. It's so funny, but didn't like, you say the, that's the scriptwriter? Like he knew that's what it was. Yeah, I listened to a podcast with uh, him, and he said that's whenever he figured out like what the cultural tone of the movie was. That's when yeah. he was just kind of like figured it out. The National Enquirer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ed Solomon, screenwriter. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I agree. And I think that it, you nailed it perfectly on the head is it, it asks a lot of its audience, but not too much, like the perfect amount. Because mm-hmm. anytime it asks of something of the audience to suspend their disbelief, it will reward you with, but you already know cab drivers in New York are crazy. Yeah. So when is you know so what I mean? well earned in this movie, it's earned so that when G- agent K says they're aliens, there's 1500 and most of them are living here in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Then you go, wow, that's crazy. Then Jay goes, yeah, they're cab drivers as a way to like reinforce the reality mm-hmm. to, to not ask you to buy too much. Yeah. You know, and they go, it's no, also, not as much as you expect. Like, it's yeah, a like everything you already joke. thought was weird. It's a phenomenal joke. Cause yeah. if you're a New Yorker, yes. you're like, I know exactly what that is. Yep. If you've grown up watching media, then you have an idea of what mm-hmm. New York is. So you can and say, you've oh, seen Taxi. I know exactly. And I know what this is. Yeah. yeah. And then earlier than that, too, or it was later. It was later when they pull up the, the screen of Aliens, right? Another yeah. great, like, rewarding the audience for their is New in. Gingrich New Gingrich. Up there. But also, even if you don't know who any of those people are, mm-hmm. Jay says, I had a teacher in school. And yes. if that's not the most relatable damn exactly. funny thing. Exactly. fucking, like, I had a fifth grade teacher <laughs> named Miss Conaway, and she had the hair of, like, a Johann Sebastian Bach wig. Amazing. Uh, like, it was a solid foot, mm-hmm. like, Crushed down to, to her shoulders. Wow. All the way up. It was like a perfect upside down U. I guess it's called an N. Yeah. An N is what they call those. <laughs> That's what that letter is. But as a yeah. kid, you're like, my teacher's an alien. Like, it's so funny. It's so relatable. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's suspension of disbelief. Yeah. All right. Okay. And I also appreciate how they don't write a joke too long. Like, they yeah. understand the value of one and done, which is... So amazing because yes. all the jokes are so like straight. Yeah. It's just like Tommy Lee Jones being like, Elvis yep. is, uh, he just went home and then yep. he just starts singing along to the song. Yeah. And then the last thing, I made a list of like setup and payoffs. <gasps> what? Because, you didn't have to do that. Uh, did you do this last weekend? No, I didn't. <laughs> I noticed it last weekend and then okay. watching it again today, I was just like, they're just, they're just so many. Uh huh. So, got? what do you uh, got? The stars comment 
in the beginning. Yeah, looking when, up when in the stars. K, when K with is like Agent D. With Agent D. Yeah. Great. My great 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 grandfather. <laughs> yes, all of our great 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 yes. grandfathers. No, because Dustin D. That's why. Yeah. Well, Dustin's so, my brother. Uh, and then <laughs> the payoff is like whenever K is like, yeah. have you ever looked at the stars? And yeah. everyone knows. Yep. Everyone knows. What's happening. Um, yeah. That's a great payoff. And yeah. It makes bought alien go, oh. flowers. Whenever Jay's like, oh, you bought that alien flowers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a joke. And then you see Kay looking at his love interest. And then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. He has somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just goes on and on. And have, he got flowers for her. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But then like Jay, who is obsessed with like giving people positive memories, allows Kay mm-hmm. to have a pleasant send off. Yeah. Because he's wrong. like, oh, you woke up from a coma and you like. You kind of know. You're like, oh, Jay. Yeah. Jay set that up. Yep. That's actually, I've never thought about that. Yep. Until you said it right now. Because Jay do, did do it. Yeah. And they do cut away because he goes, I'm going to miss the job. Or no, he says, I'll see you around. And Jay, Will Smith goes, no. I want won't. 10 minutes of Ding. bloopers of him just yeah. improvising happy yeah. endings for, yeah. for other characters. For other characters. Yeah. Yes. yeah. It's probably, it would probably be great. But even something like Orion's Belt, which is really simple. And now watching it, it's just kind of like, okay, we get it. Orion. I know. Because everybody fucking knows but, what Orion's Belt is it, also like, now. Yeah. But still they play with it because like Jay is in the jewelry shop and he's like, man, this guy loves his cat. And yep. it's like literally the wall right is there just the Orion, whole time. Orion, 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 and yep. all these callers. Well, yep. and it's like you said with the diamonds in the thing, it's like the audience knows the punchline. The audience knows so much more than the characters do most of the time. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. well, like Edgar's entrance whenever Edgar's Edgar, whenever, <laughs> uh, also MVP, <laughs> whenever he's still human and he's like, the only thing I, the only thing that, like works pulls its weight around pulls here. Its weight is the, the truck, and truck. we're watching the UFO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. great. Which is such a good long shot. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, fucking a... effects are so yes, good they are. In this movie. They really are. The and cast anytime, is so good. Anytime CG movie. is noticeably CG, it's still coupled with just like Jurassic Park. But yeah, but there was a practical moment two seconds mm-hmm. before, or you know what I mean? Or like they get or, into it for practical, for sure. Like for they'll sure, establish so. what you're yep. about to see practically. Yep, yep. So you buy it more so. Yeah. And we when have you to see have we have to have a big cockroach at the end, and it works. and it fucking looks you buy it. great. It still. does for 1997. It, it looks amazing, honestly. Like it yeah. looks good for some movies now. Yeah, I think it seems to me. What it's I appreciate than, it from it is like they kind of took it into that kind of cartoon animated world mm-hmm. instead With of the trying big old eyes and instead like of trying the, to be like let's go super realistic insect which they couldn't badass. there's no way yeah. they could re- they could render yeah. that material with yeah. the light correctly so instead they took it to this heightened point mm-hmm. and i think that's why it helps because yeah. you you can accept this is cgi it's kind of cartoonish yeah but all the aliens and a lot of the aliens that. are somewhat cartoonish exactly. absolutely but yeah. also like yeah Man, the mix of practical yeah, and the CG. Yeah, goo. There's so much goo in this movie. So much really good goo. Movie. Good amount of goo. Yep. Good amount of goo. If you're into goo, study this one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you're into goo. Y'all into goo? We, all, you, a, all you pervs out there. We got a lot of up. pervs who listen to this podcast. <laughs> and a lot of those pervs so, love goo. <laughs> so I found a great Twitter Welcome thread. Welcome back to Goo Talk. Welcome back to Goo Talk. I found a great Twitter thread I'm going to read real quick from. Oh, great. Ed Solomon, the screenwriter. <clears throat> Somebody hit him up. Uh, this is June 21st of this year of 2019. Our Lord and Savior 2019. Our Lord and Savior 2019. June, somebody said, hey, Ed, do you take random men in black questions? If so, was there ever a point where the film didn't have an audience surrogate a la Will Smith and just jumped straight into that world with no explanation? He responded, yes. For several years, I'd had the J, Will Smith, who is as yet up uncast, character be the eyes into the movie. But when Tommy Lee Jones, who just won the Oscar for The Fugitive, 
because you were right, Dustin, he was coming off of The Fugitive yep. to do this one, was cast. He was the first on board. There became a scramble to make him the, quote, lead. Partly it was due to the fact that he was a big star at the time. I disagreed, feeling like it was better to go into the world through the eyes of a neophyte rather than one who knew everything. It threw off my whole balance, to be honest. I wanted to discover his world gradually. But they needed him to feel like it was his movie, Tommy Lee Jones. This was also exacerbated by our first meeting where he told me in no nuanced terms that it needed to be either a comedy or science fiction. Make up your mind, blank. He used an expletive. Okay, it was asshole. I wasn't really sure why he'd said it. I didn't really know why blending science fiction and comedy made me an asshole, but he also brought up in the first 10 minutes that he was Al Gore's roommate at Harvard, which seemed equally, I don't know, the same. I told him it wasn't good enough science fiction to be drama, that it needed the kinds of leaps of faith that a comedy allows. In parentheses, I believed then and do now that the mood of a film, a very under-discussed concept, is the thing that determines what we'll buy and not buy. Anyways, I was fired, and they made a drama out of it. I read it and wrote a 10-page memo about what I thought was wrong and why. Later, after I'd been rehired, Barry Sonnenfeld said to me, that memo, that memo was, is what got you more fired. That memo became the basis for the rewrite I did. By then, Will had been cast off my first script pre-being fired, and he was like, wait, what happened to the tone? The tone is the thing that made all the other shit work. He had only been in six degrees of separation at that point. Will Smith is a genius, man. Anyways, I came back on. He didn't say that. I'm saying that. Hector is saying Will Smith is a genius. Will Smith is a genius, back man. To, back to was the- Was he in Scientology? He, that, yes. uh, Have you seen his YouTube I don't channel think, I don't or think his TikTok? So. It's very funny. <laughs> it's good. All the above. But uh, this is back to the... Tw- You've the, seen the, the new Fresh Prince line that somebody put out? Oh, what is that? Someone put out a Fresh Prince line, a clothes. clothing line? Yeah, That's there's smart. like an athletics jacket that looks jacket. like it's a... Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like yeah. that irreversible That's jacket. Yeah. Season one. Uh, Ed Solomon continues to say, anyways, I came back on, parentheses, then was fired again and rehired maybe even two more times. Two weeks into production, Barry said to me, I think Tommy finally figured out he was in a comedy. I think the fact that he didn't know is what made him so great in it, and he He's was great, I thought. such a fucking weirdo. So last thing. By the way, so I great. recently, this is Ed Solomon, I recently reread that very memo. It was brimming with the self-righteous hubris of one without the wisdom or experience or temperament yet to recognize that just because someone disagrees with you, they're not necessarily wrong. I don't blame them blame for being pissed. So this guy, Ed, Sounds like he's got a lot of balls on him. Sounds like he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder, but he did write a fantastic screenplay. Yeah, <laughs> Bill and screenplay. Ted's Excellent yeah. Adventure. <laughs> he got fired from this four times. Yeah. He worked on this script over four years. He has like a more in-depth version of that Twitter thread. If mm-hmm. you listen to his uh, his uh, the moment with Brian Koppelman, mm-hmm. he he has a podcast episode with Ed Solomon, and the last 20 minutes or 15 minutes or so, are about like men in black and wow. it's it's so great but it's basically that it's crazy that um like i just don't see drama in this like can you imagine if this yeah. had been a drama this would have no. been so bad i think he nails it i think that the well mood, he does fucking like tommy yeah. jones is committing the entire yeah. goddamn but time which is what makes point, well he's comedic the, actors the best yes. time and it, but at one point, like when we he's were saying, sitting at the at the restaurant, at the restaurant, and he's like yes. laughing at his own joke, and he goes, "Oh, I gotta go." Okay, so like, how did ooh. he not know? Yeah, you I know think at I that point he knew. knew. I think that had to have been after two weeks into production, is what I'm saying. Do yeah. you know what I mean? But no, at some point, he said that it. someone yeah. said, uh, "I think a lot of the reason this movie was so good is because he didn't know." Sure, at least maybe the, the way, maybe yeah. just the schedule was. I want to go back to that scene because I love that scene. I never really thought about like this, but that just shows how lonely. 
Tommy Lee Jones is. Oh. Yeah, he just fucking like, wipes this guy's he just memory. Gets this random. How many times has he done blankly. that? How many yeah. times has he like gone out with someone and then was just kind of like he's 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 got to have been he's got had to have been one of the last remaining old timers. It's not even like right? a he's response. The, I think he said he was a kid. He said he was the first one of the first ones mm-hmm. in the program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's he been there one from of the beginning. first like eight people there when yeah, they yeah. first made contact. Oh man! And then he tells he tells Jay. Uh, it's worthwhile if you're strong enough. If you're strong enough, so he has to be strong. But you're yeah. totally right. He's what a lonely existence, mm-hmm. and that's what makes the ending so great that he's able to wake from a bullshit coma and be with the woman he loves because of Jay. And she never got married, and she never got with him because yeah. of Jay. And, <laughs> and it is makes twenty this, years younger. And it makes the <laughs> it makes the sequels all the worse. Like really, everything we're talking about. Movie. <laughs> is uh, let's live in this movie, but you know that's my philosophy with watching also, the Matrix, the animated series. <laughs> Men in Black I the series the was cool, series. yeah. But Men in Black the series did J and K, so it was like they didn't have yeah. the. It was weird. It was like a. It was like a side cool. Like it wasn't like a. It was yeah. like the miscellaneous adventures in between. Yeah, but but we saw the two days where they interacted, and at the end of those two days, Jay wipes K's memory. So that even the cartoon sure. when that was on, even myself as a young kid, I was like, "This is bullshit." He I'm gets like, his this training a, in two days. Yeah, talk about like, a real loose. He gets his walker. neuralizer right there yeah. at the end. There, well, if a week is an hour, then how yeah. long is two days? <laughs> but it's not like he Galactic gains any week. real amount of competence <laughs> or anything. No, he just had to learn new things on the job. Uh, and he was hired because of his like innate ability, his yeah. skill already. He's able to chase down. How fast down a he runs? Cephalopod. Well, not even how fast he runs. Mm-hmm. Just like the fact that he could like he, he didn't shoot those outsmart aliens. that yes. guy. Yeah. Could meet I him at the top of the building because yeah, so like good. he pulls the noisy uh, coffee table. noisy cricket. Yeah, the noisy <laughs> coffee table. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, y'all want <laughs> that's this? so yeah. funny. All that stuff is so good. Captain America over here. Just just uh, the way that best Jay. Best to the best. Sir. The way that Jay Ooh, has a problem. Shoots. Yeah, he shoots a little the, girl in the head. The world way too advanced. Books. Those are way too advanced. <laughs> She's up to some shit. A white girl mm-hmm. in the ghetto this time of night. The world Come building, building out. in he's this movie. Yeah. And he's not snarling. Yeah, the world building in this movie is so effortless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Like they're like, how do you pay for all this stuff? Because he's already said we got some patents. Yeah, exactly. you, you. When we were watching it, you were the like, patents. I love this part. And they were totally wrong about the smaller CD. Yes. Where Kay was like, yes. this is gonna replace CDs. I'm gonna have to buy the white album again. And it's like, no, you're not because it was. Steve Jobs was watching. It's like this is bullshit. That's like, yeah. that's like <laughs> one of like. One mistake. Maybe in the like movie. three technology problems in yeah, this movie. That's Otherwise, it. That's though, it. everything else. Like is even the solid. car transforming looks mm-hmm. pretty yeah. good. And back to I want to talk about just Jay's character again, real quick. The scene where he gets recruited by the MIB. That whole like recruitment scene is amazing. Mm-hmm. And when he shoots the girl in the head, he goes, "So that's I'd appreciate if you though, right? if you back up off yep. my ass about it." And then he goes, "Or do I owe her an apology?" Like he <laughs> is such a brilliant depiction of a character who has a problem with authority mm-hmm. but knows when to like actually the line. Well, like he uh, will uh, uh, did i cross the line i apologize if i did like he knows that when it's mm-hmm. for the greater good or whatever that he'll he'll do what he has to do but the, he also the is way, questioning that whole situation is like why yeah, the fuck am i even that's smart here? but the yep. way that he gets interrogated by the regular cops at the beginning of the movie when they were like and then he blinks with two pairs of eyelids no sir a second set of eyelids sir like he's so mm-hmm. frustrated and he goes, how come no other cops saw this? He goes, well, these other cops are a little pudgy around the midsection, sir. They couldn't keep up. Like, hey, what's I'm your problem? twice the cop you are. Yeah, what are you talking about? You are you twice are, the yeah, cop I am. I am half the man you are. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's he's, what it is. He's messing with also these guys. Such a great joke. <laughs> it's but so, it's still like... As Will soon as, Smith is so yeah, effortless. As soon as Kay mm-hmm. comes in like, and Kay's telling him the real shit, star, he knows when to sort of like buckle down and be like, okay, this is the this is the real shit. J- Will Smith is a movie star. He this movie made me want to see Gemini Man 
anymore. Because yeah. I was like, I'll fucking watch Will Smith <laughs> Will do Smith whatever the Smith? fuck he wants to. Two Will Smiths? Yeah, we're going to get to see this Will Smith with now Will Smith. Whoa. I kind of wish Gemini, Gemini Man had been like, introducing Jay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Will Smith. Uh, anyway, I really like that little Twitter thread. Uh, so, no, Dustin, wrap up your overall thoughts on the movie. Is there anything else that you wanted to get across about Men in Black? The oh, what's their name? The I'll pull, I'll, she got I fucked right over. Okay, I got it right you're now. You're going to talk oh, about it. That's okay. the next segment. Yeah, it's the next okay, segment. Sorry. We have different segments on the next guys. segment on yeah. 500 Grace Films Pocket. Yeah. Who got welcome fucked back, over? Welcome back to <laughs> Goo go Talk, everybody. Yep. Goo Talk. Go welcome talk. back to Goo Talk. Goo so, Talk. Fuck. Go talk. Stop it, Keller. <laughs> we talked the about the runtime, but I think yeah. it's so valuable to not benchmark a movie or a script by a runtime. Yeah. Like you don't need a two hour blockbuster. Yeah. It's okay. You can pay. I don't mind paying $20 and not getting a two-hour movie. Is this mm-hmm. like an hour totally 45? Fine. It's an hour 38. It yeah. Zips by, zips by, but it is so chock full of every single scene mm-hmm. is vital. Every single scene introduces new characters or elements, and it's also something, fun and interesting. Yeah, something new and cool and interesting. And it doesn't over-explain Frank the world. The car. Yeah. It doesn't over-explain. For sure. You know, for those ling- lingering questions so of efficient. who do we report to? Nobody. Mm-hmm. They ask too many questions. How do you pay for it? This this is, how, you know, question, answer, question, answer. Yeah. And I think the other thing that I, um, the other thing I really liked about watching it again is just how much fun it is to watch this movie. It's mm-hmm. not cynical. Mm-hmm. It embraces the cheesiness whenever mm-hmm. it needs to be cheesy. Some the of the one-liners are just so kind of like good. but it's earnest, pretty rough, it's, but yeah. it's fine because yeah. it's in the context and the tone of the movie. Everything yep. is earned, and yep. it's just it is such a great blockbuster. You know, what I just realized too. Like, I feel like if this was done today, and I need to watch the new one. I want to watch Men in Black International to see like if it's different in the way that I hope it's not different, but. When Kay says, you know, Jay's like, what's the catch? And Kay goes, the catch is you sever all human contact. Nobody will ever know you exist, ever. I feel like a, no, like a movie today would be like, okay, now we're going to follow Jay back to his apartment to see his sister or to see his mom. Or to see, you we're know, just showing and him sit on that bench. Yeah, and it because it's like, look, we're not going to get into who he is. Yeah, yeah, more than you need to know for How this story. How he got to where he is. Let's go. Let's go. You He's know, already willing yeah. to put yeah. shit on the line as a cop. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Fuck we don't go police. we don't go yeah. back to his job. Down. Yeah, we don't go back to like a coworker that he has and like cuz that stuff would probably be more realistic, but this is a very heightened yeah. world you know he's well, only I being also, interrogated by the job that doesn't respect him yeah. right or right. you just throwing plot at it which plot equals minutes so then you're yep. writing the runtime up yep i agree uh keller before we move over to you for final thoughts or for overall thoughts yeah what i want to mention is we have barely talked about how incredible vincent d'onofrio is yes i think he's oh oscar worthy he's oscar worthy but at that same by the same token and I, I, I'm, I'm glad I did this tonight because I want to highlight this. The actress who plays Edgar's wife is so good in like the two scenes so that good. she's in. The two scenes that she's in. That she's even so her funny. performance, steals I'm like, show. Uh, steals the show. And I'm like, even that's Oscar worthy. And this is the actress's name. Uh, Siobhan. Siobhan? Mm-hmm. Is that how we pronounce it? Yep. Siobhan Fallon. And now she's Siobhan Fallon Hogan. Uh, she's been in Forrest Gump. The Negotiator, Holes. She was in the movie oh, yeah. Holes. Wow. Daddy Daycare, Going in Style. She's been in a ton of stuff. Uh, she is, I guess she's like an East Coast actor. Um, she she's was amazing. Saturday Night Live, Seinfeld. Like she's in, She's been in tons of stuff. Dancer in the Dark with Bjork. She has been in a ton of stuff. But this movie, this role, Edgar's wife, is she's like 
perfect. So good. Like so funny. So again, you're talking about Ernest. It's like it's so God. And then just the way that she stands there blank face after she's been neuralized, and yes. Jay's like, you know, you know what? Matter of fact, you you kicked him out. Like that whole thing is yes. so and good. Get it decorated in here because. because Damn. Damn. <laughs> but we want that to happen for her because I in know. the opening scene when she's introduced, you mm-hmm. don't see her, but you hear what her being berated. I expect exactly. a steak on yep. the table yep. every night. Yep, absolutely. And, and he even comes like mm-hmm. is barging screaming in. at her as he runs out. The only thing yeah. that's worth yep. a damn is that truck. truck. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, her whole performance so good. when she is giving Edgar the sugar water and she goes, Edgar. Her skin's coming off your face. And then she like looks away and like, it's just, and then the way that she's laughing when she's describing yes. what happened to Edgar, him being dead. She's so fucking pumped. She's so happy. Yeah. Sugar it's water. just, it's such a And you're so, I'm so happy for character. her in yeah. that moment. Siobhan Fallon. Like, well done. Agreed. Kudos. The Kudos. makeup on Vincent D'Onofrio mm-hmm. also. Is Rick Baker. Bonkers. Rick Baker makeup. Rick Baker just a few weeks ago, uh, as of this recording, New York Comic Con. Rick Baker had a panel, and Vincent D'Onofrio was on it. and And I saw a picture, and all it was was Vincent D'Onofrio looking at Rick Baker like, like look, just looking at him so <laughs> lovingly because Rick Baker was describing the sort of makeup and the apparatus. And it's such a great combination of makeup and CG. Yep. For his character, for um, for the bug, for sure. what's his character's name? I, Edgar, I guess. Edgar, Edgar. the bug. Yeah. But like the performance is next level. The way his physicality is insanity. It's one of the best physical ever, performances ever, ever. When he's ever. trying to like take a look in the jewelry store and he can't get the position right. Oh and he's trying God. to be like, he understands what a human would do, mm-hmm. but his body won't do it mm-hmm. because he's fitting this huge bug mm-hmm. in this skin suit. With has like, so his good. arm has four more joints than a so human fun. arm would have. And it feels and like he that. like is actually... Or when he's in the truck looking at something I want to know like, how much, because you know Vincent D'Onofrio just like, yes. I got to watch hours of tapes of bugs <laughs> i just gotta watch bugs for a while Maybe, man you Maybe. know he did he's he's just he's, incredible yeah i love vincent D'Onofrio. he's next level it was amazing and yeah. that's the level of commitment yeah honestly i expect from, from him. yeah exactly no wonder i love the kingpin so much no wonder seriously you watch so many hours of that movie the kingpin with i did bill murray so and good <laughs> vincent d'onofrio should have randy been randy quaid keller overall thoughts Overall thoughts, this movie is great. Yeah. I'm mad I don't own it. I have it. I'm going to own it. Just kidding. I'm fine. Hector owns okay. it. We yeah. have, I'm at least living with him until this podcast w- is over. Would you want to uh, Would you want to watch two and three and four with me at some point over the next couple? Maybe. If I throw if I have it. Like if you throw it on, I might yeah. sit in for some of it. Because you've like, seen two I don't and three. Need, I've seen two gotcha. and three. And there are elements maybe of two and three that I do like. Same. I even like the way that they retrieve Jay. K, you mean? K. Yeah, yeah. Or like get him back. Sure. Like the, I the, like where they set him and yeah, how they bring him back. It's cute. It there is are parts cute. that there are and elements that they I like Rosario Dawson. Mm-hmm. And I like Josh Brolin as a young agent K in He Men is Black freaking Free. great. Incredible. I love that idea. Inc- it's a yeah. great and it's idea. Such and a it's good, good casting and he nails it. Way but that you bring together the no bad. country for old yeah. men cast. <laughs> With Javier Bardem is not in there. Not yet. But hey, fingers you know, crossed. He should have been he could have been a fucking great alien. <laughs> MIB International too. Yeah, he would have been great. Yeah. Uh yeah, and I think I think we're all in agreement to answer the question, does it belong on the list of the five hundred greatest movies ever made? I say yes. In I fact, it, I'm I gonna say put higher. in the top ten sci fi movies of all time. Oh uh, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Like Damn. this is maybe the best sci-fi comedy of all time. Galaxy would be Quest, an amazing. Yeah, I was Galaxy just say, Quest, a good double feature. Would be this cool. is so much Galaxy more accessible Quest. than Galaxy Quest is, though. Yes, I completely agree. With it you. is, but I totally agree with that. But, but I will never not be able to 
be the target demographic for Galaxy Quest where it works for me 1000%. So you're not true, wrong, but true. Damn, but also, we got to walk around where you live and be like, okay, he doesn't get to have an opinion on this one. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Uh, any other overall thoughts, Keller? Uh, buy it, watch it. Yeah. Will Smith is a fucking superstar. Tommy mm-hmm. Lee Jones needs to get over himself, but God damn it, is he great? <laughs> He's so good. He's so so great. we mentioned, and yeah. I don't remember her name, but she's fucking great. Linda Fiorentino. Lindy, so Linda I, Fiorentino. I agree with you, Dustin. Everything you said. I agree with you, Keller. Everything you said. My overall thoughts are the same. I think that it is a beyond brilliant movie. It's almost a perfect movie. There's only a couple of like nowadays, a couple of jokes that don't quite land. A couple, you know what I mean? A couple, couple of little, just, a couple of technology, a couple of technology things, a cu- maybe a couple of CG things, stuff that's like totally forgivable, but it's not a perfect movie. Only and, like a couple of pop culture jokes that are dated. Like I'll, I don't know if Dennis I'll Rodman, give you, one. you can get away with that one. Yeah, I'll give you one. Mm-hmm. Here's here's one that I think is a for real kind of a flaw of the movie. Even though I love this movie, dude, fucking watch yourself. The scenes where <laughs> Jay is interacting with the uh, coroner. Linda Fiorentino's character. Oh, yeah. It does feel like with their exchanges, like, oh, this was a screenplay written by a man. Oh, Do you know for what I mean? sure. Oh, there's little moments yes. where I'm like, oh, I feel like this would be tweaked or rewritten or, or reevaluated if written today. Some, this could be yep. improved because some of the lines that she was saying, I'm like, that feels like it's a, a female character written by a man saying these lines where it's like, like oh. Like she's so smart but so oblivious at the same and time. Where, where, where that sort of flirty thing was happening mm-hmm. and I was charming as hell and I, I, I think that there is chemistry there even though apparently – and we'll talk about this in real life. Will Smith did not like working with Linda Fiorentino, didn't like her and, and had said, has said publicly, he hoped that he wished that they had gone with their first pick, Janine Garofalo. Uh, and I think I'm so fucking sorry. I got an email from Arclight cinemas (laughs) and they're going to tell me what you're like playing. I gotta go. I have to, I gotta go. Oh God. I gotta go. I gotta go see Jojo Rabbit right after this. The lobster. Janine, I'll go see Jojo Rabbit with you. Uh, right after this. Yeah, possibly. Well, I got to oh, do yoga. I got to stretch. Do it at the bottom of the theater. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just but, watch uh, it. Okay. Um, what was what was I going to say? Janine Garofalo. I'm sure she would have been great. She'd have fucking crushed. She would have crushed. But um, I still felt that there was chemistry there. But that little flirty scene led to like Jay being frustrated when she's like, "Oh, come on! How could you not know I was giving you clues?" And he's like, "Well, you're coming on too strong." And, and then she goes, "She goes, oh, yeah, sure. Anytime a woman discusses any of their sexual independence, and I'm like, what? That's a weird like." lying to jump to that doesn't quite it you know what i mean just a little I, like a little yeah. awkwardness a little bumpiness there i gonna just do a hot take <laughs> yeah i think that's what that's that's a cop-out line yeah yeah that excuses the screenwriter from getting mm-hmm. to say all that stuff yep, just exactly yeah i think you're right it's like sexist yeah and then they're like oh but we just threw in this cop-out line she's a yeah. feminist yep. yeah and it, it was it was a uh, under it's, the guise of she was under her life was under a threat that's why she was kind of flirting and that's you know so some of those some of those awkwardness so here's what i want to talk about linda fiorentino i love her in this movie and i think she did a fantastic job okay she her character was great and i think that talking about payoff uh, you know, from setup, setup to mm-hmm, payoff. Mm-hmm. Another incredible element of this movie is the whole time from the beginning when she first shows up, she walks into the police, you know, precinct and tells him something, and then she walks out and then is neuralized. Mm-hmm. Right? We forget that she's already like, "Hey, I believe you. There's some weird stuff going on. Come talk to me. Come find me." And he's like, "What?" Mm-hmm. And then also, she knows most. She knows the gist of what's going on at all times without yes being without, in on it at right. all so her whole character to me is a setup to the payoff at the end of the movie she becomes his new partner and i'm like what a perfect character to it's a woman yeah which is great not that men in black didn't have other female characters in the thing like it's you know it's people in black whatever um but 
her character being somebody who's like super open, just like Jay, to the possibility of alien life or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was such a payoff. And I was, as a kid, so bummed out and mad that she was written out of the sequel by I just one line. And you haven't seen it yet, Dustin, but one line where something somebody says something to Agent Jay. And he says, Will Smith's like, oh, you know, she was only on the job for like a, a little bit and couldn't hack it. And so we had to neuralize her and put her back in the, you know, that's how they wrote her out. No. And so for years, it's I was frustrated because I'm so like, because after that's seeing it this, just like undersells dude, everything. She does. Even, not even the just like the, the buildup of that movie, but, but the even just like of the, movie the thesis concept. of the movie, the intelligence of the movie. Thank you. Just like how airtight it is. Yep. Like it just undercuts yeah. so, how yep. so, almost perfect that movie is. Talking about. Man in Black, the animated series, again, even as a kid, after seeing the first movie in theaters and knowing that that cartoon show was going to come out once it came out a few years later or whatever, as a Mm -hmm. kid, I was like, this should have been Agent J and Linda Fiorentino's character. Like, that should have been the animated characters to to continue the story. So Mm -hmm. all this to say, I've always been curious about why... That didn't work out. What happened? What's the behind the scenes drama? I just told you Will Smith apparently didn't like working with her. So I did a little bit of research and I, especially after the last year or two with uh, everything happening with Harvey Weinstein, there's a great article that I found by Kristen Lopez came out February of 2018 that is titled The History of Hollywood's Difficult Women. So this chronicles a bunch of different cases uh, in productions, especially like in the 90s, where female act, where women actors were being described as being difficult because now in the sort of new context of, oh, with everything that's happening and with the different, like Mira Sorvino coming forward and being like, yeah, my career was like halted because I did not, you know, put up with somebody sexually harassing me or whatever, whatever. Um, I don't know if that was specifically Mina Sorvino's uh, Sorvino's um, story, but you know what I'm talking about. It's yeah, just like yeah. everyone's like reevaluating, like, oh, in a different light, maybe this is why we don't hear about this actor anymore from from the '90s because like she something bad happened to her and she was like, I I'm not gonna do this anymore. Or, or even her. she just like pushed back on anything and, and in any sort of went, way. Okay, like, we're not oh, gonna hire. I you. don't need that to happen so anymore. This article covers a little bit of Linda Fiorentino's career. And I want to kind of read it and then talk about it with you guys because I think that it is a bummer and it's very, very interesting. So um, for, for let's see here, what actor are they talking about here? Peter Jackson stated that they didn't hire, and ter- directors Peter Jackson and Terry Zwigoff stated that they didn't hire Ashley Judd or Mira Sorvino for specific roles in their project, either as a direct result of hearing the actress was, quote, a nightmare to work with, or through an unspoken directive that the actress wasn't wanted. So skip to, for Peter Jackson and other males with bargaining power in Hollywood, actresses tread a fine line in order to secure work, and the vague attributes associated with terms like nightmare, quote, hard to handle, and of course, difficult, are often worse because they are specious, specious, what is that? Hmm. This word, right? I don't know, but I like that word. This word. They're often specious, specious, which I I imagine means like, like, specious. I imagine it means like they're often like one-sided, like whenever you hear these things. Um, Actress Linda Fiorentino had a promising career in the early 90s with Nor- 
noirish features like The Last Seduction, her husky voice and dominating manipulative characters inspired comparisons to tough dames of the 40s like Barbara Stanwyck and might have contributed to the mentality that Fiorentino was similar to the women she played. Rumors cropped up that Fiorentino was hard to work with. She jumped to the big leagues with the 1997 sci-fi adventure Men in Black. Though Fiorentino's character was prepped to co-anchor the sequel alongside Will Smith, it was reported that Smith's co-star Tommy Lee Jones was returning for Men in Black 2 under the direct stipulation that Fiorentino wasn't invited back. The reason was left unclear, but tabloids reported it was due to her tempestuous nature. Stories like these followed Fiorentino to her next role in Kevin Smith's 1999 religious comedy Dogma. Tommy Lee Jones and Men in Black director Barry Sonnenfeld never outright discussed their issues with Fiorentino, but Will Smith was different. He was open in his dislike of the actress, stating that he'd wished he'd gone with his original choice actress Janine Garofalo. Fiorentino, to her credit, has never given interviews confirming or denying any of the stories associated with her, leaving Smith's story and others as de facto proof. Because Fiorentino's rise parallels the proliferation of the internet, specific examples of Fiorentino's difficulty remain undefined. This ambiguity, when coupled with Fiorentino's removal from film in general, leave audiences to believe the truth is worse than what was publicly stated. Actresses like Fiorentino, whose rise and fall was captured before the 24-7 news cycle and the advent of social media, are often at a disadvantage in the moment, unable to tell their story for decades. Hence why several prominent actresses of the 90s, including many of Weinstein's victims, are only now able to remove the label that once yoked them. The simple moniker... The simplistic moniker of difficult represents the sexist belief that actresses are a dime a dozen, expendable, and easily replaced. As Amy Nicholson says in a 2016 article asking about the alleged curse that plagues Best Supporting Actress winners, it's really just a symptom of the movies that they're always a new woman available. A female co-star and possible love interest like Fiorentino's Men in Black character can be replaced with little fanfare. No one expects the studio to replace a Will Smith or a Tommy Lee Jones. So... Couple that with the lack of leading roles for women in general, and you witness the high turnover of actresses over the decade whose careers ended over trifles. Who wrote so this? that's this is by uh, Kristen Lopez. It came out 2018, February 2018. So cool, again, cool. all of this is very interesting to me, but it also to me says, or I should also say, like maybe Linda Fiorentino was a jerk and like a ba- like a mean also like and ba- Tommy Lee you know. Jones is a fucking known yeah. jerk Pop, yeah man and he gets like, to come back he's known so, as a difficult person but so, he had the clout of his Oscar sure, win sure 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 so he's like well I don't she was difficult mm-hmm. so I'm gonna come back and, and she I don't won't. think he has the clout Just of an Oscar difficult. win I think he has the clout that he's a male and a male dominated well also that thank you it's all connected it's yeah. all connected and it's and again it's funny that that article listed something about this best supporting actress curse cause it's like yeah like how can you how can you get to be to a point where you are an Oscar nominee to have that clout uh, if you're never given that chance the way that other actors are given that chance? So if if whether all of what I read is like true and Linda Fiorentino was screwed over out of a career or she was a bad like person to work with, like I said earlier, she wasn't given a second chance. And we've seen other actors given second, third, fourth chances to come. Like maybe she could have been in Men in Black Two, Men in Black Three, and but it's. Excuse me. And by the time Men in Black Four comes out, she's like she'll reflect and be like, "Oh, you know, I was in a really difficult place 
15 years ago and now, you know, I'm, I love my job and blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Like we mm-hmm. don't even get to hear that opportunity. And it was a real bummer to read that article and go, it sucks that they just pushed her out because yeah, she it almost felt got like, like shamed out of even saying yeah. anything about it. Like I, Will Smith fucking saying something publicly about yeah. it. Like keep your shit to yourself. Champ. And listen, and if you know, it was that bad. Like be like, tell yeah. your agent, I'd prefer not to work with her you know, anymore and you're keep not it wrong. at that. Especially because he's Will Smith. So people will be like, oh man, you know what I, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. maybe Will Smith, was having a bad day. Also, Will Smith day. was young as hell. Yeah, so, yeah man. Like, and I've, I've always heard that he's like super, super nice and yeah. great to work with. And we hear this about a lot of the actors that we love. But we don't really know. We're never going to know what, you know, what was it that made Linda Florentino... And how Florentino, often you that about actresses? That's what I'm saying. What was it that made her difficult to work with? Was Like, were there like really inappropriate jokes set on set and she was like, hey, don't... Do, you know what I mean? Like, we don't know what the context was. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, think of there's alleged stories of certain male actors who have to be driven to set because of their addictions. Yeah. There's alleged stories of male actors who just leave a scene, Mm -hmm. walk away, just walk away. And people go, Oh, it's his art. It's, you know, still are brought back and they're still booked. And (laughs) we know about the one where Jared Leto sent a fucking box with a dead rat in it or something to his co-stars in Suicide Squad. Like, like, and that, and it's, you know, it's disappointing that that kind of behavior is tolerated. Yeah. But then, or at least it was then. It was then. And it seems as though it's still it's changing. You think it still is? Leto's in fucking Blade Runner 2049 right after that. Oh man. It's going to take a while. But here's the deal. Hopefully it changes. He didn't get a Joker movie. So that's that's got to count for True, something, but that's right? Just like Suicide Squad, but it, there I know, is but be still, Suicide but still, Squad. like, like but the good the good news out of that else. is Margot Robbie got another movie out of that movie. True, and the quality of that movie was not great. For but Suicide Will Smith's Squad. not going to be in it. That's true. <laughs> that's true. He he. But Taika Waititi in it, and that's all that yeah, matters. Taika Waititi's going to be in it. Taika Waititi in it. That's all that matters. Anyway, that's the solution. I would hope that to everything. I would hope that it's not true that she was like difficult to work with. Of course. But if she was, it's such a bummer because I loved her in this movie. Do you know what I mean? I loved this movie. And I feel like to to go off of what you're saying, Dustin, even if she was difficult, why not support her performance and her movie star superstardom by putting her in the sequel? Because like you're saying, other actors that have had, as far as we know, even more egregious behavior have been rewarded and forgiven and been given a second chance. And Tommy Lee Jones is like, no, what? Actually, I, I would like that money again. Yeah. I got a lot of money from that. Other, I, let's <laughs> do come, that again. And it's just, it's, it's, what's the, just creative? the, just the, exactly. Just the idea. No, he that signed off on that ending before he made all that money. <laughs> I know, you man. know, but so, so, so the funny thing about this movie is I'll say this you, about Tommy my, Jones. my overall thoughts for men in black, men in black, the first one is so good, not because of the Hollywood system around it that produced it, but in spite of it. Mm-hmm. Because the proof Completely is agree. there's yeah. been no good Men in Black movie since. And it's because all of the elements, for various reasons, came together for that first movie. The mm-hmm. script, the actors, and the cast, and the performances, the yeah. special effects, the practical effects. It even has the end of the world cliche that's yeah. in every blockbuster and you yet, can imagine. It, and a ticking clock. Like, there's so many things that, that, work in that movie and if it were that easy men in black 2 would have been great men in black 3 would have been great but the men the men in black sequels and other movies Mm -hmm. that are similar to that but don't quite hit the mark are overly produced by hollywood like hollywood comes in sinks its claws in and go well we got to bring back tommy it's like the closest to like an american analog of hitchhiker's guide as i can think (laughs) yeah as being like very clever like on the nose and and kind of like very much like it's like we're going to destroy the earth mm-hmm. 
Yeah. A pause. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Like, I, yeah. That's I, great. Uh, that's I wrote very my notes like, while watching it tonight. Is this movie just guys. nails the basics? It doesn't yeah. do anything innovative, really. Mm-hmm. It just solidly shows up, earns. You're it's right. honest, and it just. And for that, and for that, we consider it innovative for not being innovative. Yes. We're like, it's so good. Well, you see some of these blockbusters, and it's like yeah. two hours, two and a half yeah. hours, and it's like, oh my gosh, I know. Like it's innovative in the way that you like how to efficiently tell comedy and sci-fi together, comedy and yeah. sci-fi, and make the audience feel smart mm-hmm. the yeah. entire time. In fact, like uh, like we were talking about it, Alita. Yeah. I don't feel smart watching that movie. <laughs> I feel like. Okay, this looks great. I still liked it. There's gonna be mm-hmm. another half. Yeah, I have it in 3D. I, yeah, I yeah, bought it for Hector it for his birthday 3D, yeah. in 3D because it's gonna look fucking it's, awesome yeah, as yeah, yeah. fucking yeah. hell. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's not like blowing my right. mind any way other than visually. It's not innovative. And this movie even is blowing my mind visually at a yes. point. Yeah. And I'll say this: we mentioned Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest, I don't think, could have been Galaxy Quest without this coming out two years prior. Like Galaxy Quest came out in '99. And and it's slid under the radar for sure. It's very it's way more niche and more specific. But the perfect blend of earnestness, sci-fi, and comedy, and an amazing cast, and is and is Men in Black. And it's true what you say. Like you've you got this studio corporate system, and in spite of that, mm-hmm. you still get these kind of movies, mm-hmm. which is because the screenwriter got fucking fired four times. I know. And this movie and he still stuck it ended up being and good. You said he stuck it out, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, listen to that podcast episode. It's really good. I'm gonna man. listen to it. Oh man! Really and guys, watch Bill we and Ted. Have to also talk about you guys the have never seen Bill and Ted's song. Oh my oh, god! Yes. Here comes Ben and Black. First time that uh, Grammy winning. It's so good. Will Smith everywhere. Wrote a song for his movie. When I was a kid, Wild Wild West is fucking. That song. The song is great. Awesome. The song is great. The movie has. The multiple the, problems. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the great thing about song. Men in Black is that the movie and the song are great. So that's exactly. what's cool. That's what's cool about exactly. it. That is pretty cool. Uh, I remember when I was in no elementary school. In this, movie. this movie came out when I was in elementary. And in elementary school, they did a talent show. And one of the segments was a Men in Black dance and it was all the boys yes. were in like suits with sunglasses doing yes. the doing the Will Smith dance. And I remember somebody That's told hilarious. somebody told the like dance children. teacher. Yeah. Somebody told the, the teacher, the person putting this together, like somebody told her, wait, how come there's no girls in this segment? And she went, well, it's called Men in Black. And I even as a kid, I should have spoke up. I should have been like, did you see the movie? There are women in the organization. You could have girls up on the stage. Yeah. Like you need to watch the movie before you just choreograph the dance. I'm sorry. You can't just watch the music video. You got to go watch the movie so you get the story. <laughs> Why didn't you, Hector? I don't know, man. What the fuck, man? I failed myself. You could have changed okay. the let me world. Just, let me just reach back in time to my consciousness yeah. in 1997 and slap myself. That's not how time travel works. I'm doing it. It's my constant. Okay. Oh, I'll see you in another life, brother. <laughs> Whoa, Charlie. Uh, I'm back. <laughs> cool. Time travel's invented and Hector dropped 60 yep. k to go back yep. in time. <laughs> $60,000 to go back in time to 1997 and fix this. scare myself. Fix this. Fix, uh, fix everything. Fix Trump. Fix Trump. That's yeah. what it. That would have done it. That would have done it. One of those. One Fix of those Trump. boys dancing yeah, with Donald was Trump. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh, okay, guys, we love this movie, and now we are at the point in the show. Oh, I'm where we get to ask about this. Dustin Butler. Now we've been chatting up a whole storm, so I don't know if he's even had time to think about this. I have. Truly, you have. You already have a pick. He already has a pick. I already he's got, got a smile. He's already oh, got a damn. pick. So now Dustin's going to tell us which movie he would pick. 
to add to the list of the 500 greatest movies of all time that we are curating from our guests. And which movie are you going to pick, my friend? Attack the Block. Attack the Block? We don't have that already, do we? No. I have to double check. I don't think we do. And that is so good. Dude, we don't. It's like... Dude, we do not have that yet. Man. Wow. That movie is a great, like sibling to this movie a great like little yeah brother to this movie I completely because agree because wow great pick that movie costs like seven dollars <laughs> oh, sorry seven pounds seven pounds sorry seven like quid the will so, smith movie seven pounds yeah it's 88 <laughs> minutes long oh yeah not I even love, 90 love i love a good 90 minute run like i want a movie Woo. that anybody most people over the age of 55 are going to write off yep. mm-hmm. because it's so short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to get into spoilers, but the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. with the punk kids and the end of the movie. Mm, so it's, good. it's, it is a, so it is good. such a surprising and a fun movie. And even though I don't have the frame of reference of, I don't live in England. I don't know what mm-hmm. that sort of like inner city England life is, which the block is what yep. it is. Like that mm-hmm. setting, the way that I'll know like American neighborhoods or places I grew up in. That coupled with their sci-fi like alien invasion is so well done. And those yeah. aliens look so cool. So for cool. So fact cool. That they're nothing. Yeah. So cool. And they like what what you're pointing to is like they build that world out. So you know exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. This is a rough neighborhood, mm-hmm. underprivileged. Mm-hmm. These people don't have a lot of options. Mm-hmm. There's only so much you can do in the middle of like a weekend. Mm-hmm. And it's like an apartment complexy type mm-hmm. thing. And so that These adds. These kids to are the, bored, poor, and getting into shit. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, Aliens get into their shit. And then aliens. aliens get into their shit and they have to fucking protect everybody. I'm going to, I want like to watch it now. Ragamuffin uh, <laughs> little children. Little children. John Boyega. Yeah. John Boyega. And he says bruv a lot. Bruv. I feel yeah. like that's Everybody bruv. says bruv everybody a lot. Says, bruv. It's bruv. so good. It's so good. Yeah. Who's the director? You got to If you can get subtitles, it. Nick Frost is in it. Nick Frost is in it. Edgar Wright produced Did it. Did you guys see The Kid Who Would Be King? No, is it good? Same director. Same director, Same. Joe Wright. It's so Joe good. Cornish. good. Joe Cornish. Joe Cornish, Cornish. not Joe Come Wright. On, man. Joe Wright, yeah. hey, hey. Joe hey. Wright's still somebody. His feature, wasn't his feature debut Attack the Block? I think it was. Joe I think it was. Or Joe no, Cornish. Joe Cornish. Joe Cornish. Yeah. I think it was. I think Wait, are you sure Joe Cornish directed Attack the Block? Yeah, I just looked it up. Okay. Yeah, he Joe just Cornish. fucking looked it all up, right, dude. All right, all right. Just, you got it. The Kid Would Be King was pretty good. Yeah, it looked like it was It was very fun. Good kids movie. It looked super fun. Yeah, very good kids movie. What else has Joe Cornish directed? I think it's just Just those two. I think he was like a a second unit director. Okay, unlike Shaun of the Dead and all those? I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he was one of those. I want to say that, and then he just like showed up in this movie like was a blip. Yeah, man. It's a sleeper. It made John Boyega a Star Wars star. Like, it really that, did. Like, it yep. put him on the map. Well, for also, sure. there's a few other people in that movie. Who? I'm trying to... Current Doctor Who is in that movie. Oh. Nick Frost is in that movie. Oh, wait, what's her like, name? Jodie Whittaker? Uh, Jodie Whittaker. Jodie Whittaker. Oh, cool. Yeah. I like her. Yeah, she's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, and it has that big blockbuster type of feel. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's still, but it again, seven to pounds. me, maybe maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's different because New York City is such a is such a global city. Mm-hmm. But to me, the the specifics of New York with the pawn shop, with the you know all of that mm-hmm. stuff, uh, going riding in the tunnels in the car and mm-hmm. everything. This and the way that Will Smith's whole character just feels very New York, even though he's like a West Coast. Type of but how guy, often like, everybody you know, says NYPD? Everybody yeah. knows what the fuck yeah. NYPD. True, is true, true. But I'm saying there's certain things that are like 
Like when they pull up to the pub. Cabs everywhere. Frank the pug. It was Frank, right? That's the worst disguise I've ever seen. Yeah. All of those kind of New York specifics, I feel like Attack the Block has those about that world. Mm -hmm. But again, it doesn't take, it doesn't pull you out if you don't know them. Like you don't have to know that world to sit there and enjoy that 88 minute long movie. It's so good. Such a good movie. But it will reward like the people who live there because it is also for kids who live in the block and I bet there's you tons. know and you like know so it's gonna yeah. give them the specifics to you know what's so cool is warm their little hearts i bet you a bunch of it's the oh. same way that like I, I felt the same thing with kingsman when i first saw the first kingsman movie mm-hmm. where it's like mm-hmm. taking that it's another like, some british people like this a lot egger but eggsy was the was um mm-hmm. what's his name's character like eggsy. taken from the from the lower class and that's what took me out of it immediately is like, eggsy. this guy's fucking name is yeah. eggsy but then you do love baby driver his name's not eggsy his name's baby that's, that's diff- just that's as like, stupid of a name. It, a hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, but also he's in like Atlanta. That's so. true. That's true. That's it's cool. like, um, and it's multiple times pit. throughout the movie. It's like your name's dumb. Yeah, Exy. Like, they're like, I, I think they address it once. That's true. So what else is there to say about Attack the Block? Without again giving away any spoilers, like why is it your pick? Is it because we just got through Men in Black and you're like, look, somebody else is going to pick Men in Black at some point. I don't have to be the champion for it. I'm going to talk about Attack the Block. Make sure that that's on the list. Why that one over Men in Black? Because um, correct me if I'm wrong, you had a pretty damn good time watching Men in Black tonight. Yeah, I think Men in Black, like it's going to stand on its own. Okay. Yeah, I mean, how many best of lists is it going to show up on? It's on Keller's top 10 sci-fi. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's mine. But num- also there's a lot my... of like, I don't like Blade Runner. Yeah. I don't yeah. like Blade Runner. I don't, yeah. Not I don't, 2049? Don't like Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. All right. I don't Terminator care about 2? Alien that I lo- much. I, Terminator 2? I love, Terminator 2 is good. I love Blade Runner, but I'd put it at like 11. It's yeah. so it. long. Yeah. It's so long. It's and tonally... It's, it's got some problems. Bleak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It looks incredible, and mm-hmm. it sounds incredible. Mm-hmm. The production design is incredible. The soundtrack is incredible. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, but in terms of like... Ridley Scott needs to bring on somebody to like he did. He help brought him out a little Denis bit. Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. Huh? He brought Denis Villeneuve to do uh, 2049. Yeah, but it had too much of the. Cool. It had too much. It yeah. looked cool. No, what sure. I'm saying it's cool that it wasn't Ridley Scott going, I'll direct this one also. Oh, yeah. Like, true. Yeah. Good. True. <laughs> Somebody he's else. Gotta, he's got to make seven more alien movies. Yeah. <laughs> so I think Attack the Block could use like the um, support. The support. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And Shine that spotlight. It's great because you have these, these group of kids. Mm-hmm. And they're all great actors, very natural. All, Ooh, I yeah. want to attack the block sequel after Star Wars is done. <laughs> I would love a sequel, but Every I don't want a sequel. Like I don't want a sequel, but if Joe Cornish and John Boyega like came back yeah. and like, oh, it'd be incredible. Like yeah. if like, yeah, because you yeah. know it's, they could get the fucking budget to make a yeah. huge one. Yeah, and like if like, but listen, the mom's Dustin, mad. Dustin's never seen Matrix two or three. And the big problem with Matrix 2 or 3 is that those have budgets. Matrix but think about the sequels doesn't. of some movies that, like, what sequels improve? Terminator 2. Terminator, Terminator 2. 2. Bigger it's budget, bigger, better, better movie. Yeah. Bigger, better, butter. Bitter, better, body door. <laughs> what? The Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Bigger, better, batter. Better, better, butter. Butter. Um, Although there's, there's a lot of people The I Raid know. 2 oh. is fucking nuts mm. and the first one's nuts but Ralph then the two just like is bon- yeah you can't remember the uh, <laughs> sugar rush online character <laughs> <laughs> okay. got the 3d blu-ray That's right. imported from japan i got ralph breaks the internet dude nice imported it from japan it works right sugar on. rush cool. online mm-hmm. is what they call it that's right 
Wreck-It Ralph is not called Wreck-It Ralph in Japan. It's called Sugar Rush. Ralph Breaks oh, the nice. Internet is not called Ralph Breaks the Internet in Japan. It's called Sugar Rush Online. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the movie. Sugar Rush makes sense. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I love that. That's great. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? All right, I think we were pretty much run out of time. Attack the Block is fantastic. Yes. Yep. Dustin, you're the best in the biz. Easily. Aww, thank you. Men in Black is fucking great. So good. Definitely. Keller, what movie are we watching next week and who's our guest going to be? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I can help you with the guest. Okay. Oh, no. What? <laughs> I know. It's our first Woody Allen movie. <laughs> yep. A God Woody Allen damn movie. Damn it. This is a tricky one. Woody Allen movie. What's the name of the movie, Keller? Zelig? Is that Z- how you say Z-lig? it? Zelig? 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 Z-E-L-I-G is oh, the movie no. right here. It is from 1983, directed by Woody is it Allen. bad I just got bummed out? I assume it's also written by him, no. but here's Have ex- you seen it? No, I haven't okay. seen much yeah. of his stuff. So here, I've seen like some of his like top ones. Beanie Hall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I saw it. It's fine. <laughs> but uh, here's the trouble. It's just it's not Hector's going to do his Woody Allen the whole time. <laughs> the whole time, which is just his character Z from Ants. That's all yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, I don't know Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh I don't know J-Lo. I don't know Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Zelig is not streaming anywhere. This is one of the cases where it's like, if you're listening to this and you're following along with us, you might have to go to a local library. That's where I'm yeah. going to try to drag it down. Keller and I, we're going to try to do library and we're going to try to do like, uh, like the LA video rental stores. Might on the Criterion oh. channel or something. There's a, there's According that to my app, it's not. There's that place on Westside. Exactly. There's we're going to, we're going to, we listen, Keller and I have got, a, we got a VHS uh, last year. One more time. Who's our guest? Our guest, I haven't mentioned her yet. Our guest, this is the most exciting part. Movie aside, our guest is going to be Jesse Malton. That's where we're getting the fucking movie. Yeah. yeah. You know they oh. have it. <laughs> you know she's got it. You know, I'm going to ask <laughs> Jesse nicely to see if she's got it. But Jesse Malton is wonderful. She's one of the best movie voices online today. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll cannot wait to have her on the podcast. I'm going to be a, like gushing about her and I'll be gushing about Leonard Malton. Like I'm such big fans of them and, and everything that they're doing for film. So it's so, going to be so, so great to have her on the podcast. But we got to track down this movie, dude. Yeah, we got to find it. And we're going to get to have a Woody Allen conversation. Finally. Ugh. Finally. Finally. Brother. Uh, Yikes. And all Actually, that entails. It's better to have the conversation. <laughs> It is. Ignore it. But it sucks that we're going to have to have it like seven more times on this goddamn list. (laughs) No, this could be the one. And then we can just tell No, you know Annie Hall's on this. Refer to Zelig. Refer to, you know what I'm saying? We just won't record those episodes. No, no, no. no, We'll just like, guys, (laughs) guys who watched Annie Hall. It's fine. uh, But everything we said, (laughs) we said it in that other one. So we're supposed to watch this. We're going to watch this instead. Please refer to Exactly. We're going to watch Attack the Block. Listen to this episode, but we will give you the new pick. What do you got? We'll spend an hour talking about that. We had a guest over to hate this movie yeah man it's i don't know dude i don't know anything about this movie i i do know that maybe my favorite of his is a movie called radio days which is the least it's just it's your love just, for seth green will yeah little baby seth green anything. and it's just the most like as far as i remember maybe i'm not remembering it that well but it's the most sort of harmless least mm-hmm. sexual of woody allen's movies where it's just like oh it's him like, growing up even before i knew anything creepy about him just like him talking about sex in general it's like dude no he doesn't call it sex he calls it making love intercourse we're creeping dustin out all right guys good luck go try to track down z leg we're gonna have jesse malton on the podcast next week and we're so so thrilled it's go i mean whatever or just listen to us talking about it that's fine and uh and we will see you guys next week and thank you again dustin dustin where can people follow you on the internet or support any work or anything that you want to point them to 
the best place to follow me is on Twitter at Dustin K. Butler. Mm-hmm. And that's where I will tweet about the things I'm getting into. Awesome. And tell okay. everybody about the four movies you're seeing this weekend. <laughs> seeing the four? four movies? You said you're seeing a four feature. Uh, a quadruple feature. Yeah. So I'm going to see The Lighthouse. Hell yes. Parasite. Dope. Yes. Dope. Um, oh, I don't remember jo- the other two. Oh, Jojo. Jojo Rabbit. Jo- jo- Rabbit. Tight. And then there's I don't know f- if Dolmite was one of yours, but that's up there It's not for one me. of mine, but okay. I forgot that it was coming out this weekend. I just looked and it was like a million. I'm also a friend's having a horror film Fright Fest. <sighs> so I'm going to get into The Witch this weekend. Ooh, Ooh, the, the Witch. witch. The witch. What's thou like to live deliciously? Whoa. Black Phillip. Bah, bah, <laughs> bah. Black Phillip. Thanks for having me. It was a blast. Oh, you're the best, Dustin. Thank All right. We will see you guys so much. next week. Uh, have a great week. Bye. Guys, have a great week. Bye. Bye. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.